Hello, and welcome back. Mm, can I just say, there are few things more lovely and reassuring than the personal practice of giving yourself permission to have breaks. Giving yourself permission to have seasons of flow and seasons of ebb. I've been ebbing. For those of you that don't know or who only know me in this very professional capacity as a trauma-informed yoga instructor and um, as a poet and an artist, I'm actually like a full-time college student and I am a housewife, which we are going to discuss in a future episode because boy, is that a loaded term. Um, I am the keeper of the home in a partnership arrangement. Um, But again, that's for another episode. Bear with me here. Drop in. We're going to take a couple luscious deep breaths, and we're going to talk about jealousy. When you're ready to, I invite you to breathe in deep and strong, like it's the first time you've taken a breath today, and then let it all go. Mm. One or two more. Thank you for dropping in with me. I am thrilled to be here. I am. I'm thrilled to be back. And why I have decided to come back to this podcasting space is because I kept getting so jealous. (laughs) I follow a handful of other podcasters who do their own thing solo. I will name a couple here, though there are many. Um, Lindsay Mack from Tarot for the Wild Soul. Mel the Oracle uh, from the Full Ass Human podcast. Yum from Emotional Decluttering, though I think her podcast used to be called something else. I think it's called Emotional Decluttering now. Um... And if I have the ability to, I will link these or mention these in the show notes in case you're curious. But I realized that I was telling myself a narrative. I was telling myself a story about what a podcast must look like, must sound like, must feel like. I was giving myself goals linked to a certain number of interviews. I was putting my energy into this very measurable output. And I don't think that's always a bad equation. But it was a bad equation for me creatively. The podcast began to feel like a drain on my energy. I'm very open about this in my previously last episode where I talk about, honestly, what intentional living might look like for me and how the most intentional thing felt like stepping away from something that's not fulfilling. What I didn't necessarily anticipate was how excited and fulfilled I would feel coming back into this creative space with kind of a new mindset and absolutely a new time frame 
and a completely different set of expectations. This podcast is designed to invite us into ritual. Ritual to me is what has been grounding and centering my otherwise very ungrounded, uncentered experience. If you've um, been on planet Earth for the last several years, I'm sure that you can relate in some capacity. There has been so much uncertainty. There has been so much often necessary but painful upheaval Systems that have been acknowledged by the few, have been magnified by the pandemic, and have now been scrutinized by the many. And in the midst of it all, our lives changed. So many people got married or delayed marriages. So many people had children or delayed having children. So many people adopted dogs. Um... We are, we are in that category. We, <laughs> we have a new dog in our home also. Um, it, you know, there, we all had this opportunity to say, okay, things are going to be different. What kind of flavor of different do we want them to be? Like, what does this look like for ourselves? I mean, really, in many ways, we were offered this opportunity to say, what would intentional living look like for me? Like, in this moment, given this set of circumstances, what does this look like? What does this feel like? Where do we go from here? I dove right into schooling, which um, I was schooling at the end of the podcast, but um, full-time college is no joke. Um, I also work part-time and then again, I am the homemaker, homekeeper, which we are going to talk about. That is also a full-time job in and of itself. And I realized I was sick of feeling like I needed an excuse to say no and not apologize I found myself being frustrated with the the kind of like reactionary response of, no, sorry, I'm not available or sorry, I can't help out this time. And I remember at one point like Googling how to say sorry, I can't without saying sorry. I have been learning and relearning and grasping and ungrasping different language around this idea. How do I say, sorry, I can't, without making it sound like I'm actually apologizing? Because I'm not sorry that I can't. I'm not sorry that I have finite energy and resources. I am not apologizing for refusing to show up in spaces that do not recognize or compensate me fairly. I am not sorry that I schedule time into my calendar that is just set aside for me. It is set aside for me to rest, set aside for me to write and to read, set aside for me to take naps. I'm, I am not sorry that I am a creature that requires rest in order to function. 
And so there's this like radical shamelessness that has been really kind of rumbling <laughs> in my life and through my body, especially after these last couple of years. So as I gave myself permission, as I realized I wanted to show up in shameless, unapologetic ways, and I want to say not shameless and unapologetic because I'm an asshole who bulldozes over everything, who demands that she gets her way, because that's, that is also not healthy and not compassionate. But compassion towards me, especially over these last couple years, looked a lot like learning how to say no and to not say sorry while I was doing it. And it has been a lot of learning how to voice my concern while then also knowing when to step back and no longer pursue the conversation. It has looked like breathing deeply and giving myself permission to nap and to recover. And for a while, I felt extremely selfish. Like there are so many people who do not have the luxury of being like, I'm actually not going to work today and I'm going to nap and rest and put my feet up instead. But here's what I realized. There are the others who do not have the privilege that I have that enables that kind of flexibility, that kind of prioritizing one's health and mental health and spiritual health. Uh, those systems that they are in that deny them rest will never be shaken by burnt out people. So if I can make sure that I am not emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically burnt out, then I can be truly, fully powerful in my advocacy of reframing and restructuring those systems, of dismantling those systems. But I cannot go in and dismantle systems if I myself am absolutely in shambles. I only have the power to put something else in shambles if I am well-rested. This has been kind of my great lesson over the last couple of years. So back to jealousy. These lessons that I have learned and embodied and am still learning, let me be clear, I do not have this all figured out. I am not coming to you as a wise, all-knowing guru, but simply as um, a messy human living a slow life and intentionally disrupting the notion that I have to show up in stereotypical ways. And so much of my journey has been fed by the work of individual women sharing their own journey. We can talk about authors. We can talk about podcast hosts. We can talk about astrologers. We can talk about women that are all of those things all together. And let me tell you, I found myself getting jealous. I found myself getting upset at their freedom of expression, at how fully and gloriously they're showing up. I got so jealous 
that there were these women showing up just themselves and a microphone and saying, I have something I really need to share. And I have learned that if I'm ever jealous, it is because I am denying myself something, usually for no reason. I find that if I am jealous, it is typically because someone else is showing up, is expressing themselves in a way that for some reason I will not allow myself to do. I talked myself out of coming back to this podcast for almost a year. I mean, I was getting really good at, I don't have time for this. The editing will take too long. Um, showing up imperfectly and is unprofessional. Um, you know, let's not just be a hot mess just because it's kind of relatable. If I'm going to show up in the expertise that I bring to this conversation, then I need to do this at kind of the, the highest, shiniest level. Uh, but that jealousy just still sat with me, still like wormed its way through my gut and was like, you know that that's not true. This is not to shame the podcasts that are big and shiny and are still inspiring. I'm talking to you, Jen Hatmaker. Um, <laughs> but this is to say that there are so many wise voices and sometimes you can find them in these beautiful, imperfect little pockets of podcasts or books or online content and sometimes you just find an Instagram profile and you don't even know the person but everything they post resonates with you and you're like is it weird if I friend them that is what I'm hoping this podcast becomes I'm trusting that this is found by those who need to find it at the time that they need to find it and I will no longer be living from a place of jealousy and denial. And I will now be stepping into saying yes. And when I need to say no, to say it and not apologize. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back into this realm and this world with me. We will discuss so many things. I'm not even going to try to put them into one umbrella or like topic pool. But I am here to share my journey and to emphasize that that is all I'm doing. And I hope that sometimes as I speak, you find yourself talking back. I hope this is a conversation. If you want to make it a conversation, you can always message me on Instagram at Abby Jewel, A-B-I underscore J-E-W-E-L-L. Um, or on Patreon. And I don't think you have to join my Patreon, though you are more than welcome to for $5 a month if you want to support um, in an ongoing sustainable way. Um, but you can also just message me there, even if you're not a patron. And that is at patreon.com slash Abigail Jules. So A-B-I-G-A-I-L-J-E-W-E-L-L. -L. And we're back. And we're breathing and maybe, maybe together, we can figure out what it looks like to show up in embodied and intentional ways, and then to also honor those boundaries 
and take those power naps because I really do think that we need both and I'm so here for the conversations and topics that ground us and center us and remind us that part of being human is rest and that part of being human is this like unignorable divine fire that is this need to create and share. All that I am witnesses, honors, and loves all that you are. Namaste.